Blog Talk Radio. Crossface Chicken Wing. 
He and Christopher Daniels needed to win that match to keep his career in Ring of Honor, but he failed. He says Bully Ray, yeah, gave Chris Daniels a low blow. It was pretty crazy, man, up in that Hammerstein ball. And Flip Gordon defeats Bully Ray in an I quit match. Wow. Uh, Silken then weekly hit Bully with a kindo stick. We turned his attention to carry flips. So Bully, it says Gordon was back up and used two kindo sticks on the back on Bully repeatedly until Bully finally quit. Lethal defeats Cody Rhodes to retain the Ring of Honor World Championship figure for leg lock. Wow. Randy Rhodes tried to interfere many times. Big shocker there. Uh, let's see, the Briscoes defeated Southern Cowboys and the Young Bucks in the latter war to retain the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Now, folks, if you're wondering why the Young Bucks have not really officially signed anywhere at AEW, they're still in Ring of Honor. I don't speak for them. I don't know them, but I have met these two gentlemen. They're pretty funny. The Briscoe brothers, very nice individuals, nice guys. How's it going? They're always going to put up a fight, man. I like the fact that uh, they represent my favorite tag team, the Raiders. The Raiders. Even though they're not relevant, I know. It's the NFL playoffs. And I do realize it's kind of the same picture, and I'm kind of getting sick of that same fucking Picasso if you catch my drift. These teams have great players. They have talent. Anyways, moving forward, that Ring of Honor event at Hammerstein Ballroom. I caught some of it with my roommates. We watched some of it through our TV, through the comfort of our TVs. And let me tell you, Nice to see Cody Rhodes and Jay Lethal's like an old school feel of a wrestling match with Brandy Rhodes trying to interfere not once, not twice, not three, not several times. Several times. And Zach Sabre Jr. versus Jack Gresham. All I can tell you is if you want a submission specialist, Zach Sabre Jr. is one of the many. And All I can tell you is final battle supposedly was the place where it was the final night for some elite members. No, Christopher Daniels lost. So he doesn't have his career Thanks you know his Bully Ray came out and interfered Big shocker there But then Bully Ray loses to Flip Gordon Not really sold on that I don't know I don't know I don't know How to feel about Bully Ray and Flip Gordon Although I can say Wouldn't you think A guy with hardcore background Could beat An awesome awesome amazing talent Like Flip Gordon only time will tell, right? And the believability factor that is uh, of that shit happening. Speaking of shit happening, so Monday Night Raw would be the next review, but I'm going to 
take the Ring of Honor talk a little bit. So, I know I didn't go in depth about the women's match, but it was an elimination match, which those matches seem to be very popular now in wrestling. So, you do understand. I, I'm not a fan of trends, but I am a fan of people taking advantage of a situation and becoming champions. And um, let me just say, Kelly Klein, congratulations. That's awesome. You're now champion. Some people may disagree with uh, what you did and how you did it, but the point is you got the results, and that is the championship. Jeff Cobb beat Adam Page. You know, some people compare Jeff Cobb to a, as a younger Samoan Joe. Samoa Joe, not Samoan Joe, my God. Okay. So, how do we grade this pay-per-view? This is the Women of Honor belt, so... Congratulations, Kelly. The tag team match probably Yeah, the tag team match. The Briscoes defeated the Southern Hellboys and the Young Bucks in the ladder match. The Young Bucks are pretty seasoned vets when it comes to ladder matches. They're like the top of the fucking food chain when it comes to this shit. And nobody could have asked for a better match than this one. That was kind of the other mess that my roommates and I paid attention to. We all had to work, so we all decided to stay up late and watch this awesomeness. Pretty amazing. See all the matches from top to bottom at Ring of Honor, especially especially Rhodes versus Lethal and uh, Bully Ray versus Corden. just action that you can't ask for anything better man it's just ring of honor is creating cash flow for their fans or not for their fans for their company because a lot of people tune in to watch their shit plain and simple and moving on to a wwe raw or raw review yes so braun Strowman. Yes, I know we saw EC3. I'm getting to that. Yes, Baron Corbin came out and provoked Braun Strowman. And then, folks, oh, before I get rolling on this review, what's up, UK? What's up, United States? What's up, Canada? What's up, Indonesia? What's up, Latvia? Australia? What's up? To every one of you crazies who listens to moi. So, Ron Strowman destroys Vince McMahon's limo because he gets pulled from the match because he got fined $100,000 at first. Then he got the match taken away from him. But, folks, the real reasoning behind that was I read under WrestlingNews.co and also Cage Side Seats and Bleacher Report Sports Kita that Braun Strowman was not medically cleared to compete at Royal Rumble, so therefore that's why they pulled him from the Royal Rumble match with Brock Lesnar. Okay, so then we have Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey versus Tamina and Nia. Sasha ends up tapping out Tamina with the Banks statement. And afterwards, they had an interview with both Sasha and Ronda. Words um, probably got misinterpreted by Sasha. And 
<laughs> I just thought it was funny because I'm going to do the, you and the world a favor and have, you know, just tap you out at the Royal Rumble. Okay, I can touch on this issue, you know, sometime later, but just wait it, you know, just say, oh, yeah, I get to get another supposed NXT jobber. And Sasha's far from NXT jobber. She's actually legit, dude. Three, two-time women, Raw Women's Champion. Now she is the number one contender of the person that's going to face Ronda Rousey at the Rumble in Phoenix. The Revival versus the Lucha House Party. Oh, my Lord. They finally got a victory. They beat the Lucha House Party because... Whoever had their foot on the bottom rope and got knocked away by Dash or Dawson. One, two, three. No more controversy. No more conspiracy theories, right? About, you know, well, we had our foot on the ropes. This is a constant screw job type thing. Okay, so Vince McMahon was asked in the back, are you going out, you know, to announce the opponent? So I'm going to do it here. I'm going to do it out in the ring. And, of course, John Cena comes out to the ring, and then that ensued, you know, had uh, Drew McIntyre come out, and a whole bunch of other folks, you know, Baron Corbin, oh yes, and Tim Balor. They joined the party, and then they all brawled, and McIntyre was left standing tall. So Vince said, well, you guys all want it like this. Okay, fine. I'll give it to you guys. Fatal four-way winner gets Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Natalia Bailey and Mystery Partner versus the Riot Squad. Nikki Cross, NXT's Twisted Sister. God, I love that. I love her. Her personality in ring is just by far one of the most reckless abandon, I guess is the best phrase to describe Nikki Cross. Misunderstood is what I like to say about Nikki. Love her to pieces. Love, love, love. <clears throat> the Glasgow crazy or the Glasgow insane one, that is. So, Natalia Bailey and Nikki Cross defeated the Riot Squad. Jinder Mahal. Well, he kissed Vince McMahon's butt, basically. And said, Mr. McMahon, what a nice suit you have. I believe I have an opportunity. So he tried to pick on Finn Balor. That didn't quite work, even with Samir Singh or one of the Singh brothers out there. It was kind of just insane. This one I'm just going to touch base on because, number one, I don't know what the deal is by giving someone else the IC belt that really could not hold the candle to Ambrose or any other IC champ or intercontinental champion before him. If you want us to be bored to tears, keep Lashley as your champion. Give the fans what we want, but we had a snafu, and that is Lashley winning the championship. What the fuck? I mean, Lashley's a great athlete. He obviously punched his ticket into winning the championship because Leo Rush gets involved 
a big shocker there. That's how Lashley wins the championship. Now they say controversy creates cash. Drama creates intrigue. Well, that did do it, but now it's like, are you sure you made the right decision? I don't know. Did you pull the right trigger? Or did it just stay stuck on fucking safety? You want to give the fans what we want? Quit doing shit like that. There's one match in particular that could be the sore thumb that sticks out. And also, okay, after that debauchery that was known as the worst intercontinental triple threat match I've ever seen in my life, and people are like, why? It was a good match. No. In my humble opinion, it was not. And I'll tell you why. It's not going to get a lot of attention. You have someone whose name could put asses in seats. Was it getting enough attention? I don't think the Intercontinental Championship is getting as much attention as it did back in the day when Shawn Michaels was the Intercontinental Champion. Or, um, better yet, when Razor Ramon held it. Or mm, Chris Jericho. Or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or there's a, there's a fucking variety of people who could just put that title on the map. And Lashley was not one of the names that comes to mind when you think of, oh, wow, he's an Intercontinental Champion. He doesn't fit the mold, man. You have a whole variety of other people that have come before him that were able to put that title at its proper height. Lashley's an all-American athlete. That's great. He's a former Marine. He is a former UFC fighter, MMA. There's no doubt about it that he's not an all-around athlete. It's just, I don't know how you put that in our minds as him winning the championship is a great idea. He gets a buzz going. He's going to be talked about. Really? Come on now. That's my only thing about tonight's show. So if you're listening, like, if you truly are listening, quit doing shit like that, please. We just got on the trail of giving the fans what we want, and now we're going to every once in a while give us a flavor that we're not used to. Okay, let me just say this nicely. Don't fuck up the formula, please, because this is the, this is the last chance for fans to just get on board with this shit. And anyway, so <laughs> next on tap, Alexa Bliss's Moment of Bliss. Now, this is going to get a lot of fucking discussion through other podcasts for those who are googly, you know, goo goo ga over uh, Alexa Bliss. I think if you're going to East the crowd into um, the Attitude Era, you may want to put the uh, snowflake helmets on them first because this crowd isn't exactly used to the shit that went down from 99 to basically 04. And for those who say the Attitude Era was not that long, I believe it was a ruthless aggression. That was 02, my bad. Kind of a tap of both, if you ask me. 
It's kind of a just combo of both. Anyways, so what you have here, folks, is a show that was created for Bliss because she's still under concussion protocol. Thank you, Ronda Rousey, who injured Alexa at a house show. For those of you who don't know what I am fucking referring to, watch online, see for yourself, and then during an interview, she gives a fluffed answer as to what she's going through, even though we all know in the back of her mind, she probably was thinking, gee, I was the hottest thing before Rhonda came to the roster, and there's a lot of hostility in that locker room towards Rhonda, though they won't say it because they want to keep their job. And um, here's what else I have to say on the matter. It was really, really funny, the look on Corey Graves' face. I mean, come on now. That was some funny shit. It was was more of a thing. They, the cameras panned back too soon or the fact that they got Corey Graves you know, feeling a certain something because I don't know between Mandy Rose or Alexa Bliss which uh, which uh, how hard is he going to crush on either or they're both beautiful women, I mean why not he's a man so that's all I'm going to say, I'm going to leave it as that it's really fucking funny to see the expression on his face there So, moment of bliss with Paul Heyman. Heyman then said to Alexa Bliss, I don't care who we face because it's going to be real, real simple. Oh, my God, folks, you hear me yawning. So, the Fatal Four winner gets Lesnar, the Royal Rumble, Valor, McIntyre, Corbin, and John Cena. Just going by order of entrance. That's just me. I'm surprised that Finn Balor won because the crowd believes in him. He puts asses in seats. He gets them out of their seats and doing the imitation of you know what he does before he gets in the ring to his entrance. So I'm happy that Finn Balor is going to get an opportunity at Lesnar. I think it's well overdue. I hope and pray that Finn wins that championship at Royal Rumble, because if not, then this is just a precaution, man. You say you want to give the fans what we want, so please, please follow through with your promises. Do not leave all the fans hanging. Oh, and, um... All I can tell you is... Tonight's Monday Night Raw felt a little slight different, but uh, still the same format. Six women tag, women's tag, and then a main, you know, a sub main before main. I get it. You got to fill three hours, so you got to put the card together as best you can. I don't want to do that for a living, but I can tell you from the fucking get go. Uh, thank you for the injection of NXT into WWE. Why? 
There needs to be new faces on that roster. There needs to be. Otis Dojovic and Tucker Knight, I believe they belong either on Raw or SmackDown Live. I don't know. What I do know is there's always going to be a tag team that shines brighter than the others. I think Dash and Dawson from the Revival are slowly but surely getting old. Oh, and of course, Alexa Bliss revealed the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And that is to be decided in or at Elimination Chamber. Which you can catch on the network for only for free your first month, $9.99 after that first month. Also, guys, if you haven't already done so, go to the WWE shop. You can get your WWE three-month preloaded card of $27.97 plus tax, which would be $6.99 in sh- uh, shipping for Standard shipping, $11.99 for two-day ground shipping. And for next day, shipping is $21.99. If you don't want to go through all that shit, you can go to your local GameStop, Dollar General's, Best Buys, Walmart, and 7-Eleven. The WWE Network preloaded card give you up to three months more to look at AWA shit. ICW, Progress Wrestling, Ring of Honor, CZW, ECW, WCCW, just the list goes on, folks. Smoky Mountain Pro, your, you know, latest action on the WWE Network, the Mean Gene Oakland, part of collection, story time collection there, too. You know, you can even catch TLC, Extreme Rules coming up, Elimination Chamber. So if you get your first month free now, you'll be able to get Royal Rumble. You'd also be able to get Elimination Chamber because it's your first month free. NXT UK TakeOver and a, a variety of fucking shows on the Total Divas. So the network spares no expense for you to catch up on shit you used to watch as a kid, as an adult, whatever age you were, started watching wrestling. The WWE Network is unlike any other network. So subscribe, rate it on Twitter, whatever you do it, you know, give it a Rotten Tomatoes critique. I don't care. But this shit is very therapeutic because I can watch Hulu. I can also watch the network. Also, I guess that's a good segue into the advertisement. If you want to fight the good fight against cancer, you can do so by going to susangcoman.org and findthecure.com. For Cure for Connor, basically a kid who had pediatric cancer and was celebrating his life at WrestleMania 30, who died, I believe, two years, you know, two or three years later. Rest in peace, my man. Um, cancer sucks. And my dad and millions and billions of others who have it are fighting the good fight that nasty thing we like to call cancer. So donate anonymously. Donate whenever you have time. Spend time with your loved ones because cancer sucks ass. 
Also, if you like to make a child's wish come true, go to makeawish.com. Type in the name of the superstar, the NBA athlete, the NFL all-star, the NHL all-star. Type their name under the search engine because you never know how long you have left, so might as well let the kid enjoy, he or she. We also have WWE superstars as well, like Randy Orton, John Cena, Samoa Joe, Dean Ambrose. The list goes on, folks. Go, go make a child's wish come true through makeawish.com. All right, folks. I'm coming to the point in the show where I've got 30 fucking minutes left, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I do best. And I'm going to basically express to you all that controversy creates cash, drama creates entry. Wrestling is drum roll, motherfuckers. talk about who's going where and what's going on. Okay. So, so, you know, there's a new thing called All Elite Wrestling. Chris Jericho, Ivelisse Valet, Sicario Valet. It's just a lot of people from Lucha Underground and former WWE superstars. I mean, nothing says big names like big names. So, what exactly is creating all this shit to get so so much hype for a company that hasn't even launched yet? And There's a lot of uh, rumors circulating around the Young Bucks and why there's unusual Bucks WWE contract offers. Okay. So basically, there's a lot of shit going on in the world of professional wrestling that we're all aware of. And people say, I don't read the dirt sheets, I don't really care. About the dirt sheets, I don't care about what's going on. Well, maybe you should because it says we now know that the Young Bucks will not be joining WWE anytime soon thanks to their involvement with All Elite Wrestling. There you go. This company hasn't even got off the ground yet, and it's owned by the Jacksonville Jaguars owner and his son. And I've said this on multiple podcasts about AEW, and it's going to be very interesting because not only do they have names coming to their company, but they are also creating so much controversy because the Young Bucks were supposedly supposed to sign with WWE. They even had a story angle going on with them 
coming into WWE and this is all they had to do. I here's the thing. I see names on articles. I'm going to tell you one thing. Wrestling is wrestling to me, and you'd be stupid to say, well, I ain't going to check this shit out. Oh, you bet your ass I am, because this feels like good old WCW days. And ECW. Didn't care too much for USWA. It's just, I would like to say that what creates intrigue is definitely drama, and the drama is Chris Jericho not coming back to WWE. I mean, come on, he's done New Japan, he's done Ring of Honor, he's had feuds with Kenny Omega, for fuck's sake, man. He's had social media wars with Becky Lynch, which is the, which those are even more funny. So, controversy creates cash, drama creates intrigue. Drama is basically a main component in wrestling that keeps people going, man, I should really tune into this bullshit. Because if you really want to know the skinny on what makes wrestling a happening thing, like a fucking soap opera that never ends. That's the best way to describe, to describe, you know, professional wrestling, right? So with all this shit going on through AEW, you know, Ring of Honor having its final battle occur on the 13th, and then the results, this, that, the other. What? makes wrestling so you know what is wrestling well wrestling's a whole in my opinion is a whole blend of elements you got to have that entry you got to have that drama you got to have that suspended disbelief the the phrase that always gets used in professional wrestling if people don't believe you then how do you expect them to believe uh in the product you present to them next week or the match you present to them next week There's so many different fucking viewpoints that could be pointed out to me. I'm sure, you know, some people say they know what pops a crowd. Yeah, well, if you get a good enough heat, you want to keep that nuclear heat in order for you to, in my opinion, that's one of the elements that needs to be revisited somewhat. Some people will always believe that there's a divide between worker and fan. This is very fucking true because workers, some of them, you know, they will not want to hear that our show was shit. They do not want to hear just basically, you know, the negative. They want to hear what could I improve upon? I don't know. What I do know is there is some of a divide between worker and fan because now you've got the fans using terminologies and let me just say until you step through those ropes and train, you can't say shit. Just like the same theory and principle goes for if you didn't vote, you really can't fucking say shit. So, I'm going to just point this out here. What creates Controversy equals cash. What creates drama, or what creates entry, or drama creates entry. So, a play of words, I know. So, what I'm going to have to tell you folks is 
is that professional wrestling is a blend of that and then some. If you're just getting into the business and you're just getting your feet wet, my advice to you is just take it all in at once, gather what you can, stick to a circle of friends that you like, and go from there. Does that answer your question, my friend? All right, cool. Thank you, Lucas. So, what is it about controversy that makes professional wrestling great? I think that there are a lot more figures out there there in the wrestling world that have created controversy one way, shape, or form, whether it was storied or angled in there. It's just a matter of can we get the fans talking or buzzing about it? Can we get them believing in our shit again? Ring of Honor doesn't have that problem. They have not bumped into the issue where fans are booing the fuck out of one competitor. Also, can tell by the reaction of the crowd, you know, like they really were behind Finn Balor. So wrestling is something that's it's an art form. It's a professional sport. Whether people say it's not, it is because you condition, you work your ass off. There is no off-season for professional wrestling because it's 352 every time. And there's no doubt in my mind that people were asking, what the fuck are you talking about? So, it is. Professional wrestling is not as big as it used to be. Sure, they signed, or WWE signed Ronda Rousey. And now, people are feeling as if She's getting a silver spoon in the mouth. So is that controversial? Does it get people to tune into their TV? Every time that she has a fucking title match, man, I just, I don't know whether to laugh, cry, leave the room, do whatever I can to say, you know, if you are champion, you know, she at least defends the championship. That's that's all fine and dandy. But what really grabs people's attention, aside from Rhonda being signed? There's no substance behind her, except for, oh, I used to be in MMA. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. You, you've competed in non-title matches. You've competed in title matches. You've competed in 6-1. We get it. Rhonda's the dark horse. But I want to touch base with the whole Lashley thing. This may create controversy, and I wish it would create cash in my pockets from this. But uh, Lashley winning the WWE Intercontinental Championship, was it the right time to pull the fucking trigger? Some may disagree with me on this aspect, but I'm going to say the following. To get behind your product, you don't throw a curveball on Raw because that that metaphorical ball is going to go outside the umpire is not going to call a strike, or you're going to throw the ball down the middle and swing and miss. From what I understand, yeah, I think well, Lashley's putting people in seats. He gets a reaction. 
why take it off Ambrose? Why? I think, you know, does it make sense? Is Does Renee want a vacation? I don't know. But what I do know is, keep doing that shit. Fans are going to still complain, bitch moaning about everything because why should it why should it matter? Right? We're talking about him. So I guarantee you every other fucking podcast is going to be like, well, I think it's a great move because Leo Rush. Mm. And that's neither here nor there. He did interfere in the match. That's great. You know, you utilize your manager or whatever because it's no DQ. And pretty much three-quarters of that match was basically – your stereotypical triple threat match, which is back, forth, back, forth. The fans in Memphis, um, yeah, they're very keen on wrestling. And they're trusting me with Kurt for SWF. But the point being is, I back to the Intercontinental Championship victory for Bobby Lashley, I, I just can't get behind it. This is just, it's just a personal thing. Like, he's an all-around good athlete. I just don't see the correlation of him becoming champion. Was it because Ambrose wasn't giving the crowd enough pull? I mean, come on. He got enough fucking nuclear heat on the show, so why did we end his title reign? Come on. I'm just still trying to figure that out. Also, Lesnar was absent again because Heyman was the advocate who showed up. So he's like, oh, Strowman, Strowman couldn't do this, so we're not going to do our brawl inside the ring. Like, I don't get what's going on, you know, like, I really don't. As far as, like, title, it's not my uh, jurisdiction, though, on, on the titles, man. So we have Terry from, he's going to put UK. So, Terry, what's your question? I don't know if Bauer and Lesnar is going to be a good match. But maybe if Finn follows the same pattern of what Daniel Bryan did at Survivor Series, you start off getting dominated and then make him actually fucking work the rest of the match. Controversy creates cash. At this point, injuncture for WWE's sake, I think it's great that they're giving the fans what they want. Let's see how long that fucking lasts, okay? The reason why I say that is because as cynical as I am right now, I mean, they've... The WWE has reason. So, I mean, as many times as you and I, the fans, have witnessed them saying, well, give them what they want. It's about time that they, you know, you guys do that. So moving forward in the discussion of Off the Rails Uncensored Monday edition, I'm just going to come out right and say it. it's how how dumb can you be transitioning a title in which I don't think any of us were ready for it. And they're like, what do you have to be ready for? It? And I don't read Meltzer and I don't read Dirt Sheets, but I did find that kind of quite shocking as to why the championship got lifted from Ambrose so quickly.
Controversy creates cash. Drama creates intrigue. Wrestling is wrestling is what you you know you you get what you take out of it. So if you're in it for the title belts and all this stuff, well, all wrestling is going to be for you is just to be self righteous jackass, and that's completely okay. Just own it. Also, from what I understand, wrestling is a whole bunch of fucking chaos and just complete, utter confusion sometimes, sometimes. So, is wrestling controversial and is it full of drama and intrigue? Hmm. That depends what type of guy or gal you're looking to follow or, you know, depending on what style you like, do you like laid back, hugger, would hug a, would hug anything, Bailey. Or, you know, is it controversial in the sense that Samoa Joe went to AJ Styles' home, his actual home, when he wasn't there to basically greet AJ's family? Or the fact that now Alexa Bliss, had no top on and her assistant walked in on her which is kind of funny is it controversial because Finn actually told Vince I know you don't believe in me you've always never believed in me he's like you got size you got agility but I just don't see you doing anything with these three Baron Corbin McIntyre and Mr. Cena in a while since we've seen John participate on a main event on Monday Night Raw. You can say what you want, but at least Cena shows up. Uh, also, challenging for the WWE Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble in Phoenix is Finn Balor now. Took a minute. I mean, he's challenged for it before. He just had to... Uh, Get surgery done, you know, torn labrum, new landing on the fucking barricade. Hasn't been the same since. I don't know. I haven't seen the difference between Finn and that. We're going to switch gears, folks. Talk about a group of guys and gals that haven't been around in quite some time. And I'm talking about, well, Finn Bauer. And Balor hasn't, he has not had a championship opportunity in a while. He's been involved in a lot of matches, and then he gets lost in the shuffle. But I know I said switch gears, and I just repeated something. Sure. The whole AEW discussion that I had with Granny Hulkster, that's switching gears for you, back and forth. I'm thinking to myself, WCW hasn't existed in so long. I think AEW is the perfect proponent for it. So, best of luck to you guys. Best, you know, Kenny Omega, he believes the way, you know, Sakari Valade, Johnny Mundo may or may not sign with AEW. But this is going to be nuts. This is going to be like the Monday Night Wars all over again, except for they're not going head-to-head, which was fun watching both WCW and WWE. Anyways, 
AEW has created controversy and it's also creating cash. But they also created drama because Jericho was about, you know, ready to look at the offer from WWE, probably doesn't made it. And then you think to yourself, I wonder if it's ever going to start being like the war days for WCW and WWE. I just wonder because controversy creates cash and AEW has a lot of it. Apparently, I don't know because if the Briscoe brothers turned down WWE, if the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega turned them down, you never know. This could be a decoy. And who's to say that there won't be war? Because we all know that's a bold-faced lie. WCW and WWE must have been really hard for the guys who left the companies, tried to transition themselves into separate companies. But that was a controversy in itself because you had guys like Bret the Hitman Hart. You had, well, Goldberg was in the WWE long after WCW's demise. Sting. After a while of being in WCW, finally came to WWE at WrestleMania 31, I believe. Yep. Mm -hmm. 2015. In San Jose. It just, it's just mind-boggling, dude. Are we in another wrestling war? Is history about to repeat itself? Just a lot of questions start to swirl in the mind when it comes to pro wrestling. Is wrestling a bunch of marks that sit on, you know, in the stands and try to chant for themselves? Who knows? Uh, you know, is professional wrestling a platform for those who have great mic skills? That includes Kevin Owens. That includes Chris Jericho. Also, you know, it includes just one big fucking question mark. Like, are we really going to see companies do what they used to do back in the day? And even though some people won't admit what they did to others back in the day, well, let me just... If you were from WCW and you jumped ship to WWE, I don't know if they had the process of welcoming someone with open arms, but I am pretty sure that WCW didn't really capitalize on Bret the Hitman Hart. They should have, but, you know, there's a guy named Goldberg, so it just became second nature to get lost in the fucking shuffle back in those days. Um... What I'm going to say is some people when they when it comes to watching professional wrestling they have a set way of thinking. And if you say something completely the opposite, uh well wrestling's all about this controversy shit. No man, you're fucking wrong. It's all about the title belts. Who has you know, who's the best dude who's the best representation? There literally has been no representation for the last two, 11, almost going on 12 months, a universal championship. So what is professional wrestling? 
Is it Ring of Honor? Is it New Japan? Is it being a fan? Is it being a worker? That's the questions that come up a lot. Different Is there a difference between fan and wrestler? One is trained. The other one's a cynical bastard or bitch. One of the two. Again, it's just my opinion, folks. If you don't like it, then I got three choice words for you because I, Brian Reynolds, got to go to bed. That's a lot of words, so let me try this again. If you didn't believe in what I'm telling, what good old B-Train had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Join Granny Holster and I tomorrow for late night or late afternoon, middle evening discussion. Good luck to all the teams in the NFL playing the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship. It looks like um, there's going to be a storm, so guys, be safe getting to the game. That's all she wrote. (laughs) Dig it. Don't